What's good? I'm Zay Moore. And I'm Juma. And this is the Zay Something Podcast. The podcast that promotes growth through conversation because the first step to progress and understanding is to say something. Now let's begin. Welcome back. It's episode 57 of the Zay Something Podcast. Uh, please do us a favor and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever streaming service you happen to be listening to us on and become a certified conversationalist. Also, please rate and comment um, so we know how y'all feel. If y'all have any feedback on the podcast and your listening experience, we'd love to hear that. Um, but yo, welcome back, Juma. How you doing? Yes, who's back? Back, back. Hey. Again, again, again. Juma's back, back, back. <laughs> <laughs> You Slim Shady now? <laughs> you already know. Nah, you Slim Jumi now. Jumi been in the gym going crazy. Oh, crazy. yeah. I have been in the gym. Yeah. I've been in the gym a little bit. Trying to get my life together, you know? I see you. I see you. I see you. Um, I can't believe we're back. I'm so happy to be back on the pod. Yeah, me too. Like, y'all don't understand how excited I am to be back on this podcast. Um... It's been a minute. It's been a it's been a long time. Yeah. And you know what feel it feels more like more time is going by. Um simply because I've been back in Minnesota for y'all don't know that I moved away from Minnesota and now I'm back. Um but I'm back and we live right down the street from each other, but we still haven't like done the podcast. So it feels it's like yo, I've been back for a minute, it feels like. And you know, but you know scheduling yes so they work nights and Mm -hmm. i work during the day so it it can be difficult to like adulting right yeah like for real it's (laughs) honestly i didn't want to get up and do the podcast today because i've only got a little bit of sleep but i'm here i'm like we gotta gotta you are look at you you know but Killer game. I don't know about that. You saw how many times we had to start this podcast over. I'm gonna let the people know. Oh, we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> There's been some technical difficulties. I forgot my my potting legs. They they just not there no more. I thought I still you had them. Like, but you know, I ain't like got them. Legs? Yeah, There's legs. we got potting legs. <laughs> <laughs> we just learned how to do this over again. Yeah, for real. But it's it's working out. So hopefully y'all enjoy this listening experience or whatever. And if not. Whatever, we'll do better next episode. Um, but <laughs> what's been going on with you? Man, so a lot has been going on. Um, you know, we, we haven't potted in a long time. There's been lots of just life changes mm-hmm. that have happened. She became the- a social media influencer, people. Oh, my. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I, I got to put it out there. Follow her on Instagram and you can see all her social media influencing um, at Najuma underscore Krista with a K. That's K R I S T A. Najuma Krista. I'm literally shaking my head right now because it's just not the truth at all. <laughs> um, but I mean, a lot has changed over this this last year and a half. Is it been a year and a half? Yeah, yeah. Since COVID. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So for those who don't know, or just kind of a life update, uh, I got a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, doing content creation. So I'm super happy. If you've listened to the podcast, you know, before today, you guys have kind of heard a little bit about my journey and just trying to find my purpose in life and 
what I want to do. And I feel like I'm finally doing it and just trying to live my best life. That's what's up. Um, I've been dedicating myself to fitness and trying to stay healthy, working out, eating right. Um, at the beginning of this year, I had a goal to uh, lose, uh, I think, about 30 pounds. And I am halfway there. So that's what's up. Congrats. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. I, I had kind of a setback, but we're, we're back on track. Yeah. We're, we're making moves. Um, and it's taught me a lot just about goals and, mm-hmm. and life. And um, it reminds me of the episode that we had about uh, our New Year's, our very first episode together, the New oh, Year's resolution. Yeah. 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 So I'll, it'll be cool if we could do another episode kind of reflecting back on those goals that we made yeah for and sure how we did with those goals i'll be really interested yes i'm 100 percent down with that um but yeah congratulations to you for just setting goals um accomplishing them or you know making progress within them and also um finding finding something that you really enjoy as far as work you know thank you I, I, i've seen it firsthand and i know that you weren't um the happiest with your last position and you you were still pushing through it but you know at some point it does take a toll and i'm glad you found a change that better suits you better suits your talents and better suits uh, your lifestyle and you know what's crazy and thank you for that and what's crazy is i i've told zay that really this podcast was kind of the jumping off point of me attaining those goals and so i'm i'm so thankful to you and you yeah, know that's not you know that's all you putting me on you that, know? that's all you though because you you have you have the talent you have the the work ethic and i saw it firsthand with the podcast on weeks where i just didn't want to do anything with with the outline or whatever coming up with content you you would take that or even weeks that i wanted to you just was like yo i really got something i want to do for this one i have a good conversation conversation or whatever like you did that you know and i i needed you just as much as you feel like you know you needed me and with with jump starting this whole thing so for real thank you i wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for you but we're not finna get sentimental you gonna make me I, I I really appreciate everything that you've brought to the podcast um, and continue to bring. So that's all you, you know, congratulations on the new job and all of that. Thank you. And what's been going on with you, my man, guy? My life is, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't be doing nothing like lately. So the, the biggest thing is I moved back to Minnesota. So me and my fiance are now in Minnesota um, and, you know, around my family and you know i got i got a chance to actually um see people and kind of get back to what life was pre-covid pre-move to chicago right but um outside of that i just work I, i work i got classes starting on monday um i've been meeting a lot of cool people at work um and just people that highlight my talents i guess um and just kind of reaffirming that I'm going in the right direction as far as school towards being a therapist and speaking to people. Um, I realized that kind of at my core, my my purpose is to communicate, right? So with the podcast, I, I like that's one form of communication. But I, I found out that I'm or reaffirmed that I'm able to reach people, 
in a way that some people can't, you know. Um, I work as a security guard for those that who don't know at a hospital. So I'm dealing with a lot of um, mental health cases, a lot of intoxicated people or just people who are high on drugs or whatever. Um, and having to de-escalate those situations without going hands-on in a position where most people go straight to hands-on, it's, I don't know, it's kind of inspiring for me to know that I can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at right now, but moving forward, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, well, I'm just trying to move forward, honestly, you know, with my career and all that stuff. And you are, you, you are moving forward. You're progressing, um, you've been, you know, doing your classes. And yeah. I know that cause because of your schedule and working nights, like I've seen it firsthand, you know, Maurice, my husband for any first time listeners, um, he worked nights as a police officer and that is hard. It's like tough. you, it's almost like you don't have a life outside because yeah. literally your life is taking place at night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The hours that I'm up, everybody is sleeping or getting into some BS that they shouldn't be getting into. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's just, it's, night like complete different and then when i you know when i get off work it's seven o'clock seven thirty in the morning and everybody's just getting their day started and i don't want to do nothing but go to sleep and then sleeping during the day is its own obstacle because the people upstairs from us they loud or you get lawnmowers i know in the summer or in the winter time you're gonna get the snow blowers and we live in an apartment building so all of that noise is happening right outside the window you can't get good consistent sleep so then you end up sleeping all day because you never feel like rested yeah exactly and yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah and shout out to all the night workers all the people that work Facts. the dog shifts the mm -hmm. the morning shifts like shout out to y'all because you guys keep the world running but it's it's a hard hard job it's it's a hard thing to do yeah, very, very much so. Um, outside of that, I'm just happy to be back to the podcast. Um, this is, like I said, I, I feel like I'm a communicator at the core level, and this podcast was a big part of my life, um, a big outlet for me, and I'm just glad that we can get back to it and, you know, start putting out some more content and kind of elevate and evolve with the times you know everybody i feel like everybody has a video aspect to their podcast and not that i'm comparing but that is something that i would like to move into and all of that um, they don't the people don't want that we ugly as hell well you you're not lying <laughs> you're not lying um, right now i got my bonnet on i look wild but uh, i literally i saw this man and i was like is that your is that the male version of a bonnet what is that yeah look i didn't have a do-rag handy so this is what i got this is this is it <laughs> i was like what is this look you're not look you're disrespectful you laughing a little too hard you know what? People don't want to hear this. All right. We're going to jump right into the first segment, which is the What They Saying. This is the segment where we update you on the current events in the world and in the culture. We keep an ear to the streets so y'all can know what they saying. Um, so what's been going on? Uh, we kind of late on this, but I did kind of want to get your your reaction. So Facebook and Instagram went down 
like two weeks ago, right? Or like a week and a half, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and the internet reacted as the internet does. Um, but I want to ask you, what do you think life was like? Well, first and foremost, what was your life like when Facebook and Instagram was down? When when Instagram went down, I I went to Instagram and I was like, dang, my feed isn't refreshing. Like, let me check my internet. And then I was like, okay, my internet seems fine. So then I, I think I just like turned off my phone and then turned it back on. Went back to Instagram. Like, I tried a few different times to get on. I'm not thinking it was just my internet or phone. And then I think I Googled, like, Instagram down. And then there was, like, all of these articles, like, Instagram and Facebook stock going down. Like, the internet shit. Like, everybody was going crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just really funny to just see, like, the chaos that ensued. Yeah. from Instagram just being down for a few well it was just really a day um yeah it wasn't that long it wasn't that long and so I think I I ended up just like scrolling Pinterest I went on Twitter for a little bit just to see what the folks were saying over there because you know Twitter Twitter is always good for some comedy it is always 100% <laughs> it will never fail for just a good laugh so I went over there to see what the folks were saying and it was pretty hilarious um, but then I, you know, I just went on about my day and, and it didn't affect me really in any kind of way. Um, but I guess for others it it really, yeah. So out. The, the, the thing with that is like, okay, so I understand a lot of people have like a, a social media platform that they use as a business and stuff like that. So it, it does affect certain people monetarily and, you know, it affects the things that they want to put out or whatever it is, you know, like their business. It, it does affect them in that way. But uh, mo- the vast majority of the users on Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever, they use it just to keep up with everybody else's lives, to keep up with current events and stuff like that. But for no real purpose, they could use other news outlets. Um, So for those people, I mean, it was funny. It made for good content and comedy on Twitter, but for the most part, you don't need Instagram and Facebook. Like, it's not it's not a necessity. Me personally, it didn't affect my life too much. Um, when I when I first noticed that it was you know something was going on, I thought it was my my internet too. So I'm like, yo, is the Wi-Fi down or you know is my I've reached my data limit for the month. Like, the data limit. <laughs> like, yo, what's going on? And I got unlimited, but after 20 gigabytes, I think my internet slows down. And for whatever reason, I use 20 gigabytes in like two weeks. Like, I, I use a lot of data. Um, yeah, streaming. St- and I honestly, I don't know what, what the real culprit is for that. And that's its, it's own thing. But I, I don't stream videos. I stream audio, and that shouldn't take up that much. But anyways, that's a whole other conversation that I need to have with my cell phone provider because y'all getting cussed out <laughs> at some point. Um, but, yeah, so when, when I realized that it wasn't my Internet, it was like Facebook and everything was down, which happens. It's happened a couple times, and it usually lasts like a couple hours. So I was like, all right, I'll go to sleep, wake up, it'll be cool. I went to sleep, woke up, and it's still like that. And I was like, dang, like, this is crazy. So, again, like you, I went to Twitter, and I'm reading all the comments and everybody laughing. And, you know, it was it was a good time on Twitter. So I stayed on Twitter for probably probably the rest of that day just because of the the comedy that was taking 
taking place. But Black uh, Twitter is always good for some yes. collab. Yes, they be going in. But but what's really interesting to me is when you talk about the business aspect of Instagram mm-hmm. and how people were saying like, oh, this affects my business. I'm like, well, it's great that Instagram can be used as a, a platform for small businesses. But also, if you are really a business, where's your website? Where is your, you know, things that people can still communicate with? you on a different platform if your business is really like if you're really really um in the thick of it you know if, yeah. and you have a company that's doing well or making money you social media should just be another like nice elevation to have yeah, yeah. not your sole way to communicate but i agree i very much agree um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man, this is definitely getting edited out. But yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, it will. Trust me. Uh, I agree that um that you shouldn't have just social media. But I will argue for on their behalf. Um, you you don't have like brick and mortar stores anymore like that. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of businesses do take place online. Yeah, but to use solely social media as your only platform, it's a little wild. Yeah, like people should still be able to go to your website, find out information, send you an email, send you know, see your phone number to contact you. If you have an event, your flyer should be on there, or your yeah. Whatever you're using to communicate should be on there. Yeah, it should be used as a tool and not like the the sole like entity for your for your business. I know with with social media, a lot of people do rely on it because it's convenient. You get a bunch of people in one place, and you without even going anywhere everybody's in this one place and you could just promote 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 and reach so many people um in a way that you can't do outside of the internet outside of the social media platform um because what other what other place can you go to at any time of the day and reach millions right you know but you know it's all there's also plenty of there's tons of catfish businesses on there too that's true um i actually got catfish like business catfish by oh, this artist you. yeah they got me they got so you. this girl was selling um art her oh. art what she showed as her art um and i you know what's crazy i i you know what now that i think about it i think she did have a website too yeah. um but i ordered it off of instagram and i couldn't get my money back because they were like, oh, you you enabled the transaction. Like, you don't have proof that you didn't receive the item. So, it was, yeah. Be careful, guys. Be careful with them fake Instagram businesses. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, anytime I get a, a DM, I, I just assume that it's fake. Like, I there was one thing that I, I got. Somebody hit me up um, about like clothing being an ambassador for their clothing line or whatever and i i did go with it 
and I was like communicating back and forth, and this was a couple years ago. Um, I ended up buying a hat from them just to see if it was real, mm-hmm. and it took like three months to get the hat. Oh wow! So I thought it was fake. I was like, okay, they got me. I lost twenty dollars, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I finally got it, and I was like, yo, this, what? But at the, <laughs> like after that, I was just, I'm done. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even though it worked out it was just I'm not doing that no more I would have to know somebody for real in real life that that's that has a business that wants me to be a part of it and, and makes a way because I'm not no yeah you're not getting I, I get those I get those messages a lot too and I just ignore that yeah. at this no, point I'm not ordering your jewelry from coming straight from Wuhan, no. Yeah, no. Nah. You're good. <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to say is like, what would life be like without social media? Like, do you feel, do you think this society um, can go back to what it was pre-social media? Yeah, I think, I think we can. Are you asking more of like, could we survive without social media or? Like, how do you think you, the, what, like the what, psyche of of people people have grown so used to uh talking to each other through an app through through via text like how do you interact i honestly think it would be great for people i think it would be great to not have social media anymore and even though you can argue that social media is it's a great tool to connect with people from all around the world it's made just other beings extremely accessible um it's also i think it's also ruined a lot of people's self-esteem uh and we talk about this endlessly like we've talked about this so many times it's ruined people's self-esteem um you're constantly comparing yourself to others um you know 99 percent of the time when you go on a date what do you do after about 30 to 40 minutes you grab your you, phone you grab your phone and take a look at at instagram yep. facebook whatever just to see what's going on just a quick check or mm-hmm. you're posting what you're doing or you know you're not in the moment you're not in the present yeah so i think that it could improve people just people's overall quality of life um I, I agree with that. It has the potential to. I think it's going to be hard to to get back to that f- with a generation of kids who don't know anything but that. Like, if you were born after... There's people who are 21 years old born after the year 2000. That is nuts to me. Yeah. I I also think that humans evolve and we adapt. We would figure it out. Like, we would be all, we would be all right. All right, so question you. Could you go back to a society before cars where you were either walking or using a horse or some type of animal to as transportation? You could. It would just be shittier. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, because animals would be shitting all up and down the street. I mean, you would, you would really have to, like, get your garden on. Like, you would have to yeah. just start liking the motherfuckers real close to you because yeah. that's what you're hanging out with. <laughs> Get to know your neighbors well. Or you bet you get your nomad on and get your horse and cart and ride a couple miles down. But that would that would be a complete culture shock. 
because we we don't we didn't grow up in that era. We don't know life without vehicles, and just adapting to that would be. There'll be a lot of people who would probably, unfortunately, die because they don't have that. You know. I mean, yeah. I, when you think about it, if we didn't have cars, emergency services exactly would halt or you know be a million times slower we wouldn't have that available yeah. everything would be scaled down to a much smaller um just like way of life but i i think we can adapt we're we're stronger than we think okay i i, I, be I nice I, though it. It, it's nice to have yeah but. it's a convenience factor like yeah i'm yeah. with you on that um the other thing i want to talk to you about ah i forgot it was something I wanted to do before this episode, and I forgot to do it. And uh, but we're gonna get into the conversation anyways. Um, Dave Chappelle's new special. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. Uh, what do you think about it? Ooh. Oh snap! Joe ain't like it. Uh, we haven't talked know, about this either, so this is interesting. We have not talked about this. You know, I struggle with the special. And I struggle with Dave Chappelle because he is, I love Dave Chappelle. He is so funny to me. He mm-hmm. is so, so funny. Yeah. Um, But I think he could leave the trans community alone. I think he doesn't have to taunt them the way he has been taunting them. Um, and he knows what he's doing. Uh, for those who don't know, I do have a sibling that came out as trans, um, and I have not gotten the chance to talk to my sibling about how they feel. So I don't know, you know, if it was offensive to them or how they felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I saw, there were some low hanging fruit jokes that weren't that funny to me. There were some jokes that were funny. Um, I think when he talked about his relationship with uh, a friend that he had met who was trans, I thought it was a very touching story mm-hmm. and a little bit hard to hear. But there were, I think, I think he has intentions to come to an understanding, but the way that he's going about it may not be the best route. Gotcha. Um well, I appreciate that perspective, and I completely forgot. And I don't want to say forgot, but um, it just didn't cross my mind about your trans sibling. I, mm-hmm. I, I forgot that that was so close. Um, so that is a good point. I do want to know how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, my initial um, response to the the special was honestly and this is like complete opposite of your of your opinion but i thought it was genius because i know and i know i've joked about it in the past or whatever that like offensive jokes are the best jokes but i truly don't believe that he was his intention was to offend you know i think he was trying to make a comparison between black people the, the struggle of black people and the struggle of the LGBTQ plus um, community, it it's similar, but the the biggest difference is the reaction that it gets. 
um, and if you see what happened in the news, like within this past week, I believe there was a uh, an NFL coach who uh, said some racist things in his email to another uh, coach or owner or whatever. I did hear about that. Yeah, and so you get that, and nobody, no backlash on that. He's not fired or reprimanded for the racist comments he makes, but the second they find something that's homophobic or transphobic or you know something attacking that group it becomes this huge thing where it's like okay he has to go he gets reprimanded immediately and i don't know whether that's because black people we tend to be ununified in our fight against uh, or for uh social justice social equality um and the lgbtq community is very unified in their attempts um, or if that's just the way that we're looked at, we're looked at as the bottom of the bottom, no matter what, as black people. Um, and not to make it like, woe is us, or like our struggle is worse, because no struggle is is good, right? But I think he did a good job of making that comparison and showing people like, I'm not talking about trans people. That might be the vehicle for my joke or the point that I'm trying to get across. But I thought he was saying the opposite. Like, I'm not talking about them. I'm not trying to offend them. I'm making, I'm using their struggle as uh, a comparison to the black struggle against white people. Yeah. And I do, I did see some of his points i thought some of his points were really good points actually yeah. i think there was one point in there when he said something along the lines of a basically like a, a white gay man is a minority until it's time to be white yeah and i i that really resonated with me because so often like we are looked down upon or you know until it's time to walk down the street together and then you want to cross to the other side yeah you're a minority but when it's time to be white you're a white man yeah. you know i did i did agree with those points i just still and there were even some points when he he talked about women's rights that yeah. i didn't agree with and i didn't think were funny there were some jokes that were really funny yeah. about women but then there were some jokes that i thought were really just not um and they were actually pretty offensive but there was one point in there when it almost sounded like he was a white man telling black people how they should protest, right? He was talking about um, the women's march or something along those lines, like mm. women's protesting. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Right. And I forget exactly what he said, but it sounded very, very hypocritical just because you tell black people like this is how you should protest this is what you need to do to feel safe like just listen to police officers when they tell you to do such and such and we what do we say don't tell me how, how I, I should feel yeah. about my oppression but then you turn around and literally tell the oppressed how they are supposed to react and feel yeah I, I I know which part you're talking about, and I, I had a. And this is probably male privilege, um, or it'll be viewed as male privilege because I didn't I didn't see it like that. I didn't take it 
that way. And you wouldn't. And you wouldn't because mm-hmm. you're you're a cis hetero man, you know? Right, right. And I, I just thought he was he was trying to again make the comparison like we we're fight we're trying to fight the f- same fight and they're trying to group us and this works for them, right? So the the wearing a black dress to the Oscars or whatever, um, to protest um the Me Too movement for women, it's like that's some white people shit. But the problem <laughs> the problem is that black women are women too. The problem is black people are a part of the LGBTQ community too. True. So you have those double, like you're getting double the oppression. And th- I think that was his point. I-, I truly do believe he was saying like, at the end of the day, you're, you're going to have the worst of the struggle if you're black and whatever, right? Whether it's one women of uh, being a woman, black trans, black gay, black bisexual, black lesbian, your struggle is going to be worse. So don't go about it. Don't go about things the white way because it's not going to work for you that way. There's a there's a way, and I believe he explicitly said like, you guys should be doing this, whatever. And I can't remember exactly what it was, and I gotta rewatch the special. But he was like, you guys should be doing this to to combat the you know the the racism or insert whatever ism. Um, I just I don't I don't think he was intending to be offensive. I think it was some of the jokes were like you said low hanging fruit. And it, it, but that was to get a reaction. That was to to make a point, and then to, or to keep people interested. To kind of he was it, it was almost like he was doing a podcast. It was like an hour long podcast where he was incorporating these little stories and these little pockets to get the point across. But to move you through the story, he put little jabs in there, or not even jabs, but I mean, yeah, I guess jabs. They could be taken as jabs, um, just to keep it going. You know what I mean? Just to keep people mm-hmm. compelled, if that makes sense. Um, and I think when you compare to the last specials, a lot of the jokes were funny, but this one didn't feel as funny. Yeah. Because it was just like, okay, nigga. Like, again, with the trans, like, it yeah. was just... So I got a question for you. If... What if your sibling isn't offended by anything that was said, would you still think it's offensive? If my sibling is not offended, that doesn't mean that I can't feel offended for them. Um, and But I would, I would like to hear from someone else because clearly there are people who are offended. Yeah. And we live in a time where people continuously say like, Oh, people are really sensitive and like cancel culture is real, blah, blah, blah. Is that, is that true? Is, is, are we extra sensitive or are we just trying to do better? Are we trying to get people to be better? Are we trying to get people to be less sexist, racist, you know, less transphobic, less homophobic. Like, are we taking active steps and saying, hey, this isn't okay anymore? Yeah. And, you know, perpetuating, like, we're not going to take this anymore. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. You know, we've talked about cancel culture before. And I may feel differently now, you know, 
as you grow older, you, you get more information, you learn more. Yeah. Your mind changes. Um, so I don't know. I still, I still feel like I need more information yeah. to really be like, this isn't okay. Or like, Oh, okay. It's all right. I just need, I need more. That, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I still think that Dave has a really good way of, and we're going to wrap this up, but I just think he has a really good way of um, getting his point across through weird mediums. Like he'll, he'll take the route that most people won't take and endure the, you know, get hit by the branches or whatever to get the point across. But I all, I think his point is always rooted in um, some form of righteousness in the end he might be going about it the wrong way the path he's taking might not be the favorable one um and some people are going to get hurt along that path but i don't think he's ever ill intent like he has ill intent um with any of his specials um and honestly his specials have become more like conversations like storytelling events as opposed to comedy specials i don't laugh that much at a dave chappelle uh, special. I I think like it may. They always make me think. And, yeah. And I think that's part of his genius, um, being able to make people think through what I mean through comedy, essentially. Because sometimes it is funny, but me personally, I just I don't laugh. I, I listen and I think because I I always feel like, and he's kind of built up this this credit with me, to where like he's always gonna come through with a good point i'm expecting it so i i just i bank on that so i just listen but um yeah we, we can yep. we can wrap the the dave Chappelle well I, pre- I appreciate and respect your opinion thank you thank you <laughs> I, and i appreciate and respect your opinion and if anybody um is trans specifically if you're trans i do want to hear from you because it's easy, and no, this isn't a shot at you, Juma, but it's easy to be offended for a, a group of people. Um, but I want to know how the people of that community feel because that's all that matters. At the end of the day, if, if those people, and obviously some people are offended, but, you know, if those people are um, offended, they can, sh- like, shine a light on it in a way that I can't, that you can't, you know? So, because we're on the outside, we're on the outside of that community. We might have people close to us that are a part of it, but we're still on the outside. So, and plus, the the like trans as a whole is a very complicated, you know, a, a very complicated thing for a lot of us. Um, so enlighten me, like, yeah, yeah, enlighten us. Yeah. We we want to we want to learn. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to breeze through this last one um, real quick. Did you see the red flags thing on, on social media? Okay, I've been seeing those. but I <laughs> So I'm like, okay, so the red flags essentially are talking about red flags that you see about a person. Yeah, in like a okay. relationship. If, you, if you're dating, right, and do come through and like with the money phone in the middle of the restaurant. Oh, that's like fam. Oh. You know, not the money phone. The money phone. Um, 
but it, it's been taken off on on social media and everybody's kind of been chiming in with like little funny one-liners or whatever but i wanted to ask you what are your oh, red no. flags what are what are my red flags in a relationship or red flags about people in general no, you're not you you're not looking for relationships right now so i would say just red red flags in general okay so red flags my very first red flag is gonna be if he doesn't have a good relationship with his mother or parents that's red flag number one if he if he talks ill about his parents like says he doesn't talk to them or have a relationship with them i'm i'm wondering why okay like what what is up with that or or his family in general if he doesn't have a good relationship with his family in general red flag right right off top yeah that's fair um second red flag if he don't have like a stable job or a career (laughs) red flag big red flag (laughs) you know i can appreciate people that don't that don't have like what you call quote-unquote careers right um if you're the manager at taco bell but you're making like 60 grand a year good for you like you know do what you do it's a job we all got like we all make our money however we make it but if he's just like from job to job or chilling on the couch during Mm -hmm. the week working odd jobs smoking weed all day that's a red flag right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your red flags? Um, some of my red flags, I would say, and those are good red flags. Um, I would say, like, no ambition, like no, yeah. no drive for something. It does. You don't have to have a drive for everything. I'm not asking you to be, you know, into everything. But if there's nothing that moves you, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? What else? You you. you oh, I forgot. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go go. I was gonna say poor hygiene, red flag. Like if you. <laughs> oh, facts. Facts. <laughs> like if you're like, oh, let's go out for a date, and like he doesn't take a shower, and he just like puts yeah. on the deodorant and now puts on a shirt with the and swamp goes, ass. Just. Oh, just, ugh, you, fam, you ain't gonna even wash that. <laughs> like take a towel through that. Especially like if you guys got your freak on, you know, like the night before or something like that's gross. Yeah, like, you just walking around with the uh, <laughs> with the moist booty. Um also one of my biggest red flags, um, and I'm I'm probably gonna contradict myself later in this conversation, but like women who are super dependent like okay what is it what is it with like text messages right if you're hovering over the text messages and like super you didn't text me back in two minutes you didn't you like super needy for attention in that way uh that's a red flag because yeah nah I don't text back for hours sometimes. Me too. And I've, I've really grown into that person. I used to be a great texter. I'm not great no more. My texting, my my level of texting depends on like how new you are in my life. So if you're like a really new person, like I'm texting back like right away, yeah. like 
super quick about it. But if if we've known if we've been knowing each other for years and years, yeah. like Maurice is lucky to even get a text back sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. unfortunately, it'd be like that. <laughs> I'm gonna see you when I get home. We'll talk about it then. I'll see you when I get home. I'll respond to you whatever you said when I get home. Right. When I see you, just know. Yes, that was the answer. Yes. You want tacos for dinner? Get home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could have started them before you got here, but now you here. Let's just go out to eat. Chipotle, here we come. Uh, but no, nah, I I just wanted to go over the the red flags thing real quick. Just those quick. have been fun. Those have been real funny. Yeah. Um. Have you been told that you like display any red flags? Um. When I was younger, I feel like I was probably super that needy girl. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. definitely. Yeah, definitely red flag there. <laughs> um. I've grown out of that. I mean, no, I'm I'm still needy. Like, I'm just like a needy person. I like people and I like to be around people. But like my level of neediness has definitely Yeah. Has gone uh, down. It's gone down. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I know I have red flags. I'm just trying to think. Uh well, I know one red flag that you used to <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> They had like a little bit of an anger issue. Oh, that's um, a fact. When yeah. we were younger, it was super red flag. Like, like to the point where I was like, "Damn, if if I had met you in a different life, and Maurice was not, you know, related. <laughs> if I had been talking to you or anything, I'd be like, no, nah, red flag. Mm, <laughs> that nigga crazy. <laughs> no, I I definitely had it up. Uh, <laughs> I definitely had an anger issue. Um, it it's not as bad as it was. I still get irritated quickly, but it's never. It's not on the level that it used to be. I I was like punching yeah. walls type dude. Like I you was, have gotten a lot better. Yeah, you, you worked on out. you worked on that. But you know, I think that's also just being a young person. Yeah, I know. like every young person has their red flags, and mm-hmm. it all just depends. Like they subside when you get older because you learn and grow or they don't because you're you're a piece of shit and you don't work on yourself and your self-growth but yeah yeah no 100 <laughs> and I, I you know the biggest thing with the with that that phase of my life i wanted to assert my masculinity whatever that means to a 20 21 year old like mm. I, I i wanted to assert my masculinity and i thought that the only way to do that was through like physical aggression and like as much as I talk about how how well my mom taught me about my feelings, I still fell victim to the same old bullshit that most dudes do, and that's. Did just, you ever? Huh? Do you feel like you learned that from anyone or from anything? Um, no, I didn't have an example to show me that. I just okay. so I picked it up through, I don't know, through osmosis, through <laughs> through. Like that's that's yeah. just the first thing that came to you yeah, and the, that like oh sorry my bad i didn't mean to cut you no off. no i was just i was just asking like that's the first thing that came to your feeling as asserting your masculinity yeah yeah i just thought that you know if you and i i mean societal societally if that's even the thing um, <laughs> but uh growing up in chicago and just having to have a, a hard exterior or be tough or look tough to avoid the bs that could ensue 
So, but see, that is that is a learned thing. Yeah, yeah. So you got to survive, and so yeah. I was, I I would come off looking tough. I make myself mad. I be walking down the street and I see a group of people and I know it's too late to cross over because if I cross over they're going to think I got something on me and I'm getting jumped. So I got to walk through this group of people. But I'm 15 scenarios deep before I get to them and I'm mad. Now right. I'm mad. So my adrenaline is pumping. I'm ready for whatever happens. And they walk past and nothing happens. And it, you know, But I'm carrying that with me. That's it. And I and that's just one group of people. We got another one, a couple, you know, apartment buildings down, and I got to go through this again. So I'm walking to school angry for mm. protection. Right. Damn. Hey. We got heavy today, y'all. <laughs> just a little bit. Just this, a little this bit. This is a heavy day. Just bear with us. Yeah. We, just, we just in our heavy bag today. It'd be like that sometimes. You know, it's, it's, no, you know, it's second day of the period. You know, second day of the period. It's heavy flow. It's anyway. heavy flow. I'm done. But no, that's a really good point, though. Um, But we would love to hear some of y'all's red flags. What is, Facts. What is your red flag when you... You're dating someone, you're just talking to someone. What is your own personal red flag? Hit us up on Instagram. Definitely. And let us know your red flag. Please do on Instagram and that's at Zay Something Pod, P O D. Um, yeah, just just get in the comment section and let us know what your red flags are. Um but we're gonna jump right into the next segment, which is the conversation. And this in this segment we get deep and sometimes uncomfortable. We ask tough questions and share our unique opinions with the intention of promoting growth through conversation. Um so this this uh, this week's conversation stems from some personal stuff in my life, um, and just growing into your own and but also finding like finding yourself within a relationship or not finding yourself but possibly losing yourself within a relationship so just trying to like recenter who you are and uh, aside from being in a relationship as y'all know i am um engaged and you know we're planning a wedding and just trying to get everything situated with that but over the past year i i've realized something about myself um, within the relationship and that's that I grew to be codependent in a way um, mm. through like I moved to Illinois don't have much family in Illinois plus you stack a pandemic on top of that where you can't go out you can't see people we're both working in a hospital so we feel guilty even going to see friends or family so it's just me and her 24 7 we worked the same shift we pretty much had the same nights off so it was just it's like we was always around each other so you grow kind of codependent um and within that you lose things that you would normally do by yourself or whatever Mm -hmm. um and it becomes like this joint thing like i can't do this without her Mm -hmm. and i found myself really deep in that um, so when it come when it came to doing a podcast, because I definitely could have bought, I could have done the podcast, um, on, probably on a solo tip, but at least I would have still had that outlet. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't have the motivation because I was, you know, thinking about oh we can spend this time together, me and her can do this, but it's like we have all the time together. 
why can't I do something on my own? You know, it just it, it was weird. It was it's a weird like like I said, codependence. Um and do you get do you get to a point where or should I say, oh, this is what I'll say. Do you enjoy doing all those things with her or is it like you feel obligated to do certain things? Like cuz there's a, I think there's a difference. Like yeah. I I enjoy eating dinner with Maurice or like I enjoy going on walks with Maurice. Like I want to do things with him. Yeah. Like there's certain things where I'm like, babe, come do this with me. Cause I enjoy his company. And that's, that's obviously why we're together. Right. Cause yeah. I enjoy his presence. But, or do you feel like it's like, okay, I don't want to leave her at the house to do, you know, by herself. Yeah. So yeah. I can't go do X, Y, and Z without her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Um, I think it's both. And the reason I say it's both because, of course, I this is the woman I want to marry. This is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. So, of course, I enjoy her company. We have fun together. We laugh. We talk. And it's, it's certain shit that only she would get about me that, you know, in, in those little moments, people watching or whatever, it, it's, it's fun. It's super enjoyable. But, um... At the same time, I'm the way that I I love the way that I, I show love is through sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. So I I will go to the ends of the what earth. What love language is that? It it's not, and it should be. <laughs> honestly. But honestly, it's it's more of an attachment style than a love language. Um, okay, okay. And um, but I I I sacrifice so. Instead of watching the TV show that I want to watch, I'll just give in to whatever, you know, whatever she wants to watch. Or, and this is just an example, but I'll give in to whatever she wants to watch because I love her. And mm-hmm. so in that regard, sometimes it's an obligation. It's a feeling of, you know, being obligated to do something um, and not because she expects it or wants it. It's just I'm like, oh, I could I could give that up. You know, I could I could let that slide. Right. But then at some point you end up letting a lot of stuff slide for for what? You know what I mean? And I know what you're talking about because I am also the sacrificing partner no. um, in my relationship. And I'll let you know that those little sacrifices add up. <laughs> like, for real. And that's why I said like, and, and it's sorry, sorry. It's no. so weird because you you'll think like oh like i'm doing this because i love them and like i should show this for them but then when they don't reciprocate yeah, fam you get pissed off fam. <laughs> <laughs> remember that anger problem <laughs> it's creeping back up <laughs> man but no <nah. laughs> um yeah like for real it they do add up and then that's why i i'm like you you start to lose yourself in like codependence within the relationship because you you're sacrificing all the things that are you, you know, for whatever reason. But you you're starting to sacrifice them, and then it's it, it becomes like a a struggle to even get back to it because you almost feel guilty. It's like, I, I, should I be doing this for me? Should should I be doing? But no, that's not. You know, you the way that I think of love is you you let go of the little things for this person so that y'all can build a life together. But don't let go too much of yourself because then you lose yourself. So I'm going to bring up something. Mm. Remember, the if y'all have been rocking with us for a while or if you haven't, 
um, go back and listen to, I forget what episode was that, but I basically did like a self-care challenge. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What, what was it? It was like 30 days of, oh, the Me, Myself, and I challenge. The Me, Myself, that and I, I challenge. That I created. So this this exact thing that you're talking about is the reason why oh, I started the Me, Myself, and I challenge. So basically, for those who have never listened to us before, if you're just tuning in for the first time, I embarked on what I called a Me, Myself, and I challenge. Basically, trying to take back um, like finding myself and what my purpose is. And so I essentially just did things that I wanted to do for myself, regardless of you know, um, like if someone else wanted me to do something like, for example, if Maurice wanted to watch football on the couch all day and he wanted me to uh, sit there and watch it with him all day long, but I wanted to go to a coffee shop and, you know, write in my journal, I was going to tell him no right. and go to the coffee shop and write in my journal. Like yeah. everything everything for 30 days was solely about me. And I started my therapy journey through that. Um, so what you're talking about is a huge reason why I did that to come back to myself. Yeah. And so it's, it's funny that you say that because I feel like in relationships, long-term, long-term relationships, people who are the sacrificing partner will get to this point, right? Yeah. And I have to commend my husband because he has always prioritized, even though I call him selfish, mm-hmm. he has always prioritized himself. himself. He has always done that. And he will never, he will never not prioritize himself because his self-preservation skills are like yeah. chef's kiss. Yeah. Like, he is going to do what he wants to do and he is going to be happy doing it, whether yeah. you want him to and do it or not. He will try to convince you that it's you that wants to do what he's doing. I swear to God. Then, fam, when <laughs> all right, I just remember the story about you wanting to go to Miami for your yo, birthday. And yo. this nigga convinced you that you wanted to go to Vegas. To Vegas. <laughs> His favorite place <laughs> for your birthday. Bam! That was the funniest <laughs> shit. But that's him. That is him. Oh my god! But he, he is, he is self-preserving. Like I can't, I can't knock him. Yeah, no. Nah. And go ahead. When go we ahead. first, when we first started dating, that was always a priority of his. He never gave up his friends. He never gave up his interests, his hobbies, the things that he wanted to do, and. Unfortunately, a part of myself gave up those things because I was so invested in trying to be with him that I, I, well, and we were so young that I didn't even find myself. Right. So I was, I was married, you know, house job in my mid twenties, trying to figure out like, who am I? Where, where's my life? I don't know who I am. Yeah. No, that, that is very fair. And that's where i'm at like i and it's crazy because leading up to the relationship there's so many things about me that were me like i was concrete in in the things that were me but 
the move between the move and the pandemic, I began to lose those things. Um, specifically the the move because I stopped doing the podcast. This was something that was really defining for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose of it was to grow through conversation, and I was literally having conversations that I felt were pushing me forward in my life. It gave me purpose. It gave me just this good feeling and security within myself. Um, and then to go from doing that every week to not for over a year. Yeah. I, I didn't have that anymore. I had nothing to look forward to and keep me grounded in, in myself. On here, we get on here and we share our opinions. Like these aren't manufactured. These aren't just what the popular thing is to say. These are our opinions and we get to express ourselves. So not having this was impactful. Mm. to my life not having it in a bad way you know what i mean because then i'm just letting things go i'm like okay well i gave up the podcast you know if i can give up the podcast i can give up whatever plus i want it to seem present or not to seem present but to be present in the relationship and for that to be received that way um not that she has a problem receiving it but I guess my own insecurity um, and which I'm learning about within myself is that I, I want to be enough, you know? So I, I'll sacrifice myself so that they understand that I'm enough, you know, or so that they see me. And that it's, it's my own issue and it's not, it has nothing to do with her because she's always like, yo, what do you want to do? This. Go yeah, do that like life. do what you want to do. Yeah. Be, you know what I mean? But watch the show you, that you want to watch. Is there a part of you that doesn't believe her? That that if you do X, Y, and Z, like when she says, like, babe, go do this, or babe, go hang out with these people, that you're like, no, but you're like, if I do do that, you're actually going to be mad at me, and so I shouldn't. You know um, what I mean? Even though, even though she's Maybe subconsciously, like, yeah. Even though she's... Because I know... I know his fiance. Like, she is not like that yeah. at all. She's more like Maurice in that. She yeah. she she is herself. She's going to be herself. Mm-hmm. And that that's that. You know? And she, <laughs> and she doesn't care about... Like, if I was to go out and, you know, I'm meeting up with some friends, whatever. Is she, oh, okay. Cool. You know? I love you. Come back. I see you <laughs> when you right. get back. Right. <laughs> very, very laxed in that way. Um, and she wants me to do things that I want to do. She's always said that you need to do things that make you happy. So what's holding you back then? Me, mm. me. That, that it's just the way that I, I look at love and relationships. Um, is kind of toxic in a way because I feel like you're supposed to sacrifice. Um, you're supposed to give up some of the the minuscule things for the greater relationship yeah um i have to wonder and like this is not a knock on your mom or anything but like the the relationship that you have with your mom did she sacrifice a lot for you like that in that way all the time i feel like yes she did and she sacrifices for everybody Mm -hmm. It, it she she will go to the ends of the earth for any and everybody that she loves um yeah, all the time, any time of day. If you, you know, even the the relationship that she has with my dad now. My dad, for those who don't know, is paralyzed on his left side um, because of a stroke. And my mom and him are no longer together. They have not been together. 
but for many years for many years <laughs> like they got divorced when i was like four i think three or four or something like that mm-hmm. um 96 yeah so like three but um yeah they they got a divorce but now she still does so much for him mm-hmm. um, she does she does a lot and it it for me it boggles my mind and i'm like yo you don't need to do that you shouldn't be the one having to do that mm-hmm. but that's just who she is she she sacrifices so she'll take a weekend away from doing things that she wants to do or things that she loves to drive him to Chicago and just go visit like old restaurants that he that he likes right what (laughs) fam (laughs) like that y'all not to you know what I mean this is not a knock or diss because I know my dad be listening to the podcast Um, this ain't a knock or diss at him or or my mom but that level of sacrifice that's who she is that's what I grew up around so that's what I know Right. What I want to what I want to get to is who do you feel like you are and what what defines you? What defines Isaiah more? Who like yeah. What what gets you excited? Um so like I said the in the beginning of the podcast uh and I was mad that I set it up there because I had it scheduled in my brain to be down <laughs> here, but truly like at my core, I'm a communicator. I feel like I, I reach people, I make an impact on people's lives, um, or I can. I have the ability to do that, right? Um, so that's what I love to do. I love to talk. I love to, you know, to, to find out what's going on with somebody and offer something that'll make whatever they're enduring better. Um, so, I, yeah, that that's something that I like that I define myself as like I define myself as a communicator outside of that you get into like the what do you like you you know like what are the things that you like like I I I enjoy live music I enjoy like concerts event events and stuff like that but I feel like those are things that you enjoy but like what I guess Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think more more of like adjectives like just like oh, what gotcha, gotcha. do you um giving <laughs> obviously um but um giving um i am an intellectual um very independent and self-sufficient except for in a relationship <laughs> i like i swear i am single me is is super independent very much so relationship me is very um what's the word considerate like i i I consider the other party in things that shouldn't or don't need to be considered you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i'm just i'm very considerate in that way yeah um yeah i don't i don't know uh, it's awkward giving yourself adjectives because it's like complimenting <laughs> yourself, right? Um, what about you? Who are you? I would agree with all those things about you. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Me? You know, 
<laughs> I would I would call myself a empathetic, sensitive, creative. Um, and with being an empathetic, creative, <laughs> sensitive, um, you know, I feel a lot of feelings. I but I don't always express those feelings, keep a lot of them inside and don't necessarily share them. I'm very, I'm a weird combination of extroverted and introverted. Like there's certain things that people will never know about me. And there's like, there's things I'm totally, I'm open book to share. Yeah. Um, and with being creative and sensitive, I get depressed. I I am a depressed person. I'm an anxious person. Um, but that's that's just me. Yeah, I true. I live through it. I work through it. I I just try to get through it. But on the opposite side, I'm fun. I'm giddy sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I can be a fun ass person to be around. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Everything you said, I agree with. Um, and I feel like I need to add more to mine, but, <laughs> um, but no, nah, for real, you, you, you are everything that you said. And, you know, you, you found a way to incorporate that in your day to day life. Right. Because the Juma that I met in college was all of that, but with selective people like with the people that was around like close that you felt comfortable with now like you don't understand how how happy and like proud i am to see you you know walk in a in a fashion show you know what i mean or when you started doing the pictures with with clark (laughs) for no like for real (laughs) i I had real moments of like yo (laughs) this is dope like you are living in your truth you are expressing you and not giving a damn who's looking like you are fully yourself and i'm trying what was that i'm trying to be and 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 like i i love that i admire that um it's so weird because like in college you would think that i was completely an introvert um yeah i barely talked to strangers like i (laughs) i i felt like very uncomfortable like being myself around people or just even talking in front of people i think that's an african thing too i'm i'm starting to believe that's an african thing well you know and the sad thing is if you if you really want to take a look at it african parents are very much like don't talk back to me don't speak your mind like otherwise you'll, you'll get in trouble you'll get reprimanded basically um so sadly a lot of us have learned to keep our mouths shut and not speak our minds or not say anything because it's almost like a fear like we get like this anxious fear that we're going to be reprimanded if we express ourselves yeah wow yeah that's crazy and yeah i i can see that i can see the the end product of that especially yeah being engaged to an African. <laughs> like, you, you, yeah. you, you truly do 
Like there's there's residual damage from the parenting style. Um and that African yeah. parent that African parents have. It's it it, yeah. it can be damaging. Yeah. And like it's weird because now I go back and I'll tell my dad certain things. Uh for those who don't know, I am I call myself African, so my mom is white and my dad is African. He's from Uganda. But I, I'll tell him things now as an adult because what's he going to do to me now? I'm, right. I'm, I'm grown, grown like, I'm married, I'm out the house, nigga, kid. what? What? <laughs> like, what are you going to do to me now? But I'll, I'll go back and tell him, like, yo, like, this thing and this thing hurt me when I was younger. Or, like, I really wanted to do this, but you, you like, turned me down. Or, you know, this and this. And it's weird because he'll be like, really? I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that you felt that way. Or yeah. I didn't know that you know, I, I damaged you in that way. And it's, it's like sad, but also nice to see because he'll try to correct those things with yeah. my other siblings yeah. as if to try to like gain that, those, those parenting points back. But yeah, we do we always talk about how parenting and styles Differ. affect yeah. everything. It, it, everything you. boils back down to your parents, even me in this situation. Like, it boils back down to what I saw my mom do, what I still see my mom do. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. But um, I want to ask you, are you a different person in your relationship? Or have you been a different person in your relationship? Like, uh, I guess in the, in the vein of, like, losing yourself. Um, I, I'll say yes and no okay um because i didn't even know who i was when i was younger and so i guess you could say i was a different person yeah i didn't you know i got with my husband when i was so young right 18 years old straight out of college we started dating or straight straight into college straight out of high school straight out of high school <laughs> into college we started dating and so I didn't get a chance to really, like, find myself. So in a way, I would say, yeah, I'm kind of a different person. For, like, the month that I was single, though, I'm, a, I'm, I like to be out here. I like to be outside. Yeah. I like to, <laughs> I like to have hot dress summers. I like to, oh, I like man. to bop around town. Right. No, I mean, it, you know, you know, live your life. I like, I was, I, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I, and I I think with me, I, um, I am a, I can be a suppressed version of myself within a relationship because of that sacrificial nature, like that, that, that urge to sacrifice, I'll be more introverted. But and I, I always thought I was an introvert, an introvert, extrovert, right? Like an amnivert, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, but I think I lean more extroverted. I think I'm, you do. And I'm realizing that now. Yeah. Um, and I think people give you energy too. They they really do. I I get excited by being around people. I used to always say when I was in in high school, I was like I wanted to go to a big enough college to where, um. I don't know everybody and I can see a new face every day. Whether I talk to them or not, I just like being around new people. I like being around people. 
like a lot of people. I New used people to, can be exciting. Yeah, and I don't even have to know them. Just be there. You know what I mean? I like going to Lifetime Fitness over Planet Fitness because Lifetime has more people. And mm. for whatever reason, that gives me the energy and the motivation that I need to to work out harder. I have my best workouts at Lifetime. Planet Fitness, I be sluggish the whole damn time. You know, it's, it's weird, but it's little shit like that that I really like being around people. And not even for, like, the spectator aspect of it. I'm not doing nothing special for people to look at. And honestly, I don't want you to look at me. But I just like being in the environment of people. Um, in high school, I remember I used to go. Um, we had, like, a balcony that overlooked, like, the center of the school. Um, and I would stand up there and just be in the middle of this sea of students running back and forth to class or whatever. And I would just stand there and just watch, people watch. And I didn't have to talk to nobody. I had my headphones in, just vibing out to my music, but just watching people interact. And it was always just fascinating to be around people. And plus, people act weird in high school. <laughs> and just watching that, I just enjoy people watching. But just for real, I, I got energy from just being around um, being around people. So I... That's uh, weird, because I, I am the same exact way. Yeah. I get energy. I think I also lean more towards extrovert. Yeah. But I get energy from other people. Yeah. Like, and just being around them. Yeah, like 100%. I don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe that's the empath. Maybe that's the the empath. um, Yeah, because if everybody else is feeling good, there's a lot of people, then I'm feeling good, you know? That's why I can go out and not do shit, but still feel like I had a good time. But when you also think about human beings, we are a social creature. Very true. We are meant to be almost like weirdly like dogs, like in packs or, you know? Yeah. Like we are a social animal, social creature, and we're meant to be around others. So maybe that's a part of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um. What is it called? But I I don't think I've been like it's not a bad thing that I've been different. I guess in a relationship, I well I don't think it's a bad thing. Like or not in a bad way. Like I'm not this completely different person outside of my relationship. If that makes sense. I just feel like I um I suppress I suppress parts of myself um to to be more or to feel more present in a relationship. I guess. If, if that makes sense yeah no it makes sense like i just don't want her to feel like um you know always out you know what i mean like going back to you and maurice right there was a period where you didn't understand him putting his self first and like right. going out and it was an issue mm-hmm. and me on the outside looking in i'm like bro just go home mm-hmm. like just go it's right they are but he's stern in his points, right? So he like, no, I'm like, fam, it's not that hard. Stop playing the game when she come over. You can play the game any other time. Mm-hmm. Stop playing the fucking game when she, and that's part of the reason, like, when I think back, I stopped playing video games, and I, I wasn't like a huge gamer, but I would play my video games until I beat them, right? Now, I just remember I you used to play video games. I, I, I can't, now, I can't play video games 
for more than like 30 minutes if I tried to. Really? Like, and that's because the relationship that I was in in college, I felt like it was um like not beneficial to be playing the game when she came over because that was always the complaint from women that I heard. And I had a lot of female friends and it's like this nigga always playing the game. This nigga always play every time I come over here playing the game. Whatever. So it's like Oh, okay. that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, this ain't a good thing to do when your girl is over. Spend time with her, right? Right. So any and you know that relationship and she was always over. So yeah. now she's <laughs> always over. I'm never playing the game. Right. And even if I did, I play it for a few minutes and then I feel like, all right, you know, she's getting irritated. Let me you know, whatever. And and I would stop what I was doing for the relationship and it's so in a way it's not a good thing i know it's not a good thing um because you start to lose parts of yourself so it's just it, it's shit like that man that i'm trying to get back to i guess i want to i want to get back more to myself um this podcast is one way and then another, the other way is just like going out with people from work you know my some of my co-workers they'll Yo, let's go do Taco Tuesday before work, or if you off, let's do Taco Tuesday and then go out drinking, um, and we'll do it. You know what I mean? Just you know what? Go ahead. I think I I challenge you, <laughs> Zay, to partake in a me myself and I challenge. You know what? I think I will. I think I, I am. Wait, go back to that episode and listen to the rules okay because i think you would benefit a lot from because it's all about like training yourself to put yourself first or think about yourself first yeah and get back to the person that you are yeah 100 percent. and if you do it for long enough it will become habit yeah right because if you're in a relationship and you feel like you become this self-sacrificing person you have to do things to get back to who you are yeah. and what you enjoy and what you love to do because at the end of the day it's it's awesome to have a partner to do things with and i, I speak from very much experience yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, it's awesome to have a partner with and like someone you can easily spend time with or, you know, make plans with. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's you. Yeah. It's it's all you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's at the end of the day, you have to be with you. You have to live with you within a relationship. It's two separate individuals that choose to be together, right? Take some notes from Maurice. Be self-preserving. Yeah, pre- pre- self-preserving. I will definitely be self-preserving. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I've I've already kind of thought of ways that I could do that. Um, especially with going to the gym. That's one way because that's something that I actually enjoy doing. Um, I just haven't been doing it over the past year. But or like sporadically going, but I'm gonna dedicate myself to that because that's something that I enjoy doing, um, and I can do it alone. You know what I mean? Within my schedule, I can 
get up, go, or right after work, just go straight to the gym, get a workout in, come home, and then use that time to spend together. Feel like going to LA Fitness. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, here. I'm, I'm at, here. Wait, are, do you have a, a membership at LA? I do. Ah. Hmm, I might take you up on that. I might take you up on that because I, I, I'm not mad at LA. It's not Lifetime. Lifetime is forever my favorite gym, but you know, I, I definitely need a change from this bum ass Planet Fitness shit. Cross paths. You working out before work? Me working out after work? Like six o'clock ish. Boom. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I could I could go at six though. Six and six isn't a bad time. Six is what time I got up for this podcast. As long as I um get some sleep in the morning. But um. Yeah, what else, what else, what else, what else do I want to talk about? Um. Okay, so we talked about losing yourself and your relationship. Okay, so how do you, well, we kind of talked about this too, but how do you balance personal life while still being present with your partner? Um. So through this conversation, I think the answer to that is choosing yourself. Um. Just choosing yourself, right? You, you choose yourself in the moments that you want to choose yourself if that makes sense like wait what what'd you say the period poo oh get the <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> but no like choosing yourself uh when you don't want to do something like choosing your interests choosing it's not it's not a bad thing you don't what am i trying to say like, if you want to do something, do it, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to do something, don't be afraid to set that boundary and say, no, nah, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Because if you give yourself into that thing, then you set a precedent that that thing is okay with you. And then when you decide that you don't want to do it the one time, it's a difference. It's like, oh, what happened? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You set yourself up for... um yeah, you set yourself up for something that you can't live up to long term. Example, this is super simple, but um, my fiance does not like orange juice, right? She she can't drink orange juice. Um, and one day we was going grocery shopping. You said what? I said, so when we try to have mimosas, it's real sad. Yeah, yeah, you got to have <laughs> pineapple juice instead. Um <laughs> But also, the pineapple juice is fire. The pineapple juice mimosas are fire. Um, But no, so she doesn't like orange juice. We were at the grocery store. This was when we first started living together. And she was like, do you want orange juice? Like, she was asking, like, do you want? And me knowing that she doesn't drink it, I was like, it's pointless to spend money on it because I'm going to be the only one drinking it. Nah, let's not do it. Right? So then... In her mind, she got the idea that I don't like orange juice. Mm-hmm. And then after a year, I'm like, fam, I really want some orange juice with this breakfast. <laughs> She's like, I thought you didn't like orange juice. I'm like, no, nah, I never said that. I just didn't want to buy it that one time, which led to more times of us not buying it. Mm. And she was like, well, why you didn't just say that? You know what I mean? She's like, you, if you like it get the goddamn orange juice is not that big of a deal i don't don't care don't think about me if right. i don't like it like drink the goddamn orange juice essentially 
And so she's always like pushing me to do the things that I want to do or just exist in myself, right? But I always overthink it and it's like, ah, nah, you know what? I'm going to just sacrifice for yeah. no fucking reason. It's orange juice, my nigga. Like, this is, this is how minuscule this bullshit is with me. Like, I, I think about the smallest shit and I, I'll... I'm, and I'm willing to sacrifice it. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think it's important to to set boundaries at times. I think it's also really important to try to maintain like your friendships and relationships outside of your romantic relationship. 100%. Like, me just reaching out to my college friends. Like, there are times when, you know, you and I used to hang out, just us two, without Maurice, because we wanted to do something. We want to, yeah. oh, like that time we went up to Uptown. Yeah, that was we, fun. We were just, we felt like going out. We it felt was the like, girls going out for a drink. Oh my God. <laughs> that was so much fun. Just, and, and he didn't want to be a part of it, and that was okay, you know. Yeah. Um, just maintaining those relationships outside and and saying like it's okay to hang out with people that are not your significant other it's okay to make plans without them or even go do things by yourself like yeah there are times when i really want to just go to a coffee shop and just like sit there enjoy my coffee and maurice doesn't drink coffee right so i want to go but just because he doesn't want to go doesn't mean I can't go do it by myself. Um, I've taken myself out on dates, yeah. you know, because I wanted to do something with myself. I took myself to get, like, my hair and nails done, and then I took myself out to dinner. Right. Just doing things for yourself is how I feel like you maintain a, a personal life outside of that. Yeah. I feel like when you and when you mix, like, kids into it, it gets a little bit more... Sticky. Yeah, it gets more sticky and a, a lot harder to to prioritize yourself and that because now you have to prioritize the kid. But even that is outside of the relationship. Like right. You're prioritizing the kid over, you know, these little minor details of the relationship, which mm-hmm. could be a good thing if you right. have a if you have an issue with sacrificing yourself for the relationship. Um, I don't know this is a good conversation and i i completely agree and i guess that's what i was trying to say is choosing yourself like just choosing the things that you want to do to to kind of break up your life you are an individual that's in a relationship you are not the relationship mm, bars bars nigga <laughs> but um but yeah and i think through that you you continue to grow together you know what i mean Mm-hmm. I think it, if both parties are choosing themselves and doing the things that make them happy within the relationship, but also making time to be together and enjoy each other's company, you grow together. You grow individually, but you grow. But that leads to you growing together. I, I have to say, I really do feel that me and Maurice are a great example of growing together. hundred percent. And that's not even like a a self-flex or whatever or like a stunt on your part that's 
because for a second i'm like nigga you just you flexing you said, nigga we we the ideal idealistic couple to look up to if I you have it. any issues look to us no that is not how i meant that at all no i know sound like that <laughs> but no nah, but for real y'all really are the definition um of growing together because like there was periods in your relationship that I witnessed where it could have been the end because the the differences seemed too too great too great like he was very much or is very much <laughs> selfish in, in some regard you know what I mean and and then it's like and you were always like giving and mm-hmm. and it was like and you and he would even say like you could do what you want to do okay <laughs> and, but yeah it, it just i don't know it, it's dope to see that it's possible um especially looking at you to see how far you've come i've grown a, a lot yeah um yeah because and i don't and i don't mean to say that maurice is a selfish person yeah i'm not sure um he because he is very giving he he does give 100 just in just in different ways he's a little bit more selfish with his time that's it he, he, he's a little bit more selfish with his time because of that like self-preserving just like mentality that he has yeah. which makes him him and i love that about him um, but at times it was detrimental to our relationship because I felt like I wasn't getting what I needed right. out of it. Your expectations of what a relationship was supposed to be or whatever were that, you know, you're going to sacrifice as much as I sacrifice. And right. You, you're not realizing what I'm sacrificing. Like, right. I would want to, I want to be out with my friends in college and you doing all this college shit but I'm choosing or wanting to be with you. Right. And the second something pops up for you, you like, yep. hey, Juma, I'm out. <laughs> yep, yep. And it, so it, it's like, fam, you don't even realize what I'm sacrificing right now. Right. So, it, yeah, but growing through that, and I, I think you worded it correctly, like he's selfish with his time, which isn't a bad thing. He truly knows, like, yo, this is for me. Like, this, this time is for me i need this time mm-hmm. and i'm sorry if it if it hurts you, you? Offends <laughs> you but i do need this time to yeah. this is my piece so mm-hmm. yeah i i i respect it i respect it and i just need to find more instances of uh of that for myself mm-hmm. um but yeah this is this has been a really good conversation looking yeah. at the last question um and we pretty much hit everything just giving back to yourself well did we talk about the how you show love kinda I mean I show love by sacrifice okay so that's how you show love okay so how, how do, do I yeah how do you how show do love? I show love what signifies love to me um I I show love through so we've talked about before kind of our different love languages mm-hmm. and mine my top one was quality time mm. so I show love through spending time which is weird because 
my significant other's love language is definitely not that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I I like to spend like if I don't see you physically, there's a part of me that gets detached um mm. from a relationship. And and that's to say like any relationship, like friendship, family, yeah. um, you know, romantic, whatever the relationship is, there is a part of me that where I, if I'm not talking to you or I'm not seeing you physically, um, there's a part of me that's like, I miss them, but I'm thinking about whoever is around me or like available to be in my space at that time. Yeah. Which is also kind of crappy because sometimes that can rely on solely my significant other. So, like, mm-hmm. if I'm only seeing Maurice every single day of the week, like, I'm focused on him. Like, I'm focused on that quality time between him. If I've seen my girlfriends, you know, every weekend for the entire summer, yeah, I'm thinking more about them. I'm thinking about making plans with them. I'm you know yeah you're a creature of habit so if you yeah with one person or a few people that you you, your brain goes to stick into that habit exactly um so for me not only the quality time but i think also like giving and i don't and i don't necessarily mean like the, the sacrificing part i'm i more so mean i will um well more like acts of service yeah so like i'll do things for you to show you that i love or care about you that is 100 percent me a lot of times it's like taking burdens off of people so Mm -hmm. like if i know that you've had a really really stressful week and we had plans to do the podcast yeah I'll be like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Like, let's just reschedule because I know you've had a really stressful week, and yeah. you know, I wanna, I want you to be able to reset or yada yada, get some rest. Right. That's my way of like giving to you, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. If, if that makes sense. It does. It does. It does. You identify. You're considerate. You 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 consider all all things, and then you. you you're like, okay, this is what would best help your situation. Right. Um, and I think I, I agree with that is for you and for me. Like I think I identify with that very much. Um again, going back to the sacrifice, like I will do things it's it's an it's a service, it's an act of service to to show you that look, I care about you. You know, mm-hmm. I be half sleep, but I'll jump up and you know, make uh, make lunch. You know what I mean. Yeah. Pack pack a lunch or whatever, just to to show you, like, look, I care about you. You know, regardless of what I got going on, I'm still thinking about you. I'm still here to do stuff for you. Um, and one of the dope things is, I think me and her both have that. Um, as far as acts of service, not necessarily my sacrificing thing is separate, um, of course. But she does a lot of things to show me that. Um, that she cares mm-hmm. and I love that because the the older I get I guess the more I realize how important acts of service are like she'll do the same for me she'll if she's off and I gotta work 
and you know, I'm running late for work. I'm in the shower or whatever. While I'm in the shower, she's packing my stuff. She's laying out my uniform. And you know what I mean? Like, making sure everything is in order. My keys, wallet, phone. Like, she knows the lineup of things that I check for on my way out. Yo, you got your watch? Your watch is over here. Grab it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever cologne I'm choosing to, you gonna wear this one? Or I like this one. You know, like, she'll bring it to me. So, it's dope to have that because that's a physical display of affection without you know you know what i mean without kissing and hugging and shit without touching so i don't know i I think that's how that's what signifies love to me acts of service i also am very um touchy i yeah physical touches everybody's i don't care (laughs) physical touches everybody's love language (laughs) everybody like to be touched and touch that's Necessarily true. I don't think that's true. To some degree. To some degree. I think there's some people that are like, ew, don't touch me. I don't want to cuddle. I don't. Yeah. We think everybody's. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to be touched? Being touched is great. I love hands, cuddling, you know, playing footsie under the covers, all of that. Yeah. All of it. Let me lay my head on your chest. Yeah. No, but for real, like, it may manifest in different ways, but. Like, I wouldn't, my fiance, I wouldn't take her for a super touchy person, right? Or I don't think she would define herself as a super touchy person, but she is. Like, we hold hands a lot. She's putting her cold feet on my on my legs and shit. While the, you know what I mean? Like, it, my feet are cold. Fam, it's cold. <laughs> but um, it, she wouldn't define herself as a touchy person, but she does enjoy physical touch and she'll initiate it if you know if it's not happening yo fam where your hand at come here i'm gonna lay on your arm where your hands at give me, give, give me your hand give me your goddamn hand <laughs> give me your hand but no nah, it's so that's why i say everybody is is a physical touch person it just manifests in different ways but that's just my theory i'm i'm, I'm okay with being theory. wrong with that all right all right we're gonna have to take a poll on that yeah, one. Yeah, what what do you like being touched? Do you like being touched? Don't don't be weird. No, oh, don't sorry, be weird about sorry. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> In I'm your sorry. bonnet. I'm look, hey. <laughs> my makeshift bonnet is fire. <laughs> it's a t-shirt bonnet. Is it a t-shirt? No. It's a um all right, it's like a mask, right? You know them. Oh shut up. It's yeah. not a Mask. Because there's a hole on this side and there's a hole on the other side, and you pull it all the way down. And it like covers half your face. But look, you're not finna talk about my bonnet. My bonnet is bonneting right now, okay? Yo, yo, makeshift do rag. <laughs> He's flicking me off, guys. Yeah, I did. Sorry for the, the people all listening. Right. Well, this was a great conversation definitely definitely thank you for um, contributing to the conversation yo we got a long episode here we do man it's because we had so much to catch up on yeah yeah well with that we will go ahead and end it with juma's jewels this is the advice and personal well-being segment where i will share with our conversationalist a jewel of wisdom whether that be a quote interesting fact i found words of affirmation or a write-in from a listener to give them some advice uh, you gotta stop. 
I'm just happy to be back on the pod, man. Um, I am too. Okay, so I will leave you all with this jewel. It's okay to be self-preserving sometimes because mm. you... I don't know where I'm going with this because I didn't actually write it down. <laughs> you was body in it though. That was good. You is smart. You okay? Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> oh, man. No, but seriously, y'all, um, it's okay to take care of yourself. Um, I encourage you all to t- t- partake in a me, myself, and I challenge. Um, go back and listen to. We gotta figure out what. Yeah, we gotta figure out what episode. We gotta figure out what episode it was. I want to say it was like somewhere in thirties. Uh, I want to say forties, but you know, you could be because it was. I feel like it was before I left, like right before I. Oh, it was the episode with Trayvon. Oh yeah, was that number one? That was week one of your um, me myself and I challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go back all and listen to the episodes with um, Trevon Sellers. I said Trayvon. Trevon Sellers. Um, Dope episode, by the way. He's a great speaker. Uh, But that, I list out all the rules and all that good stuff. So partake in that. Do yourself a favor and take care of yourself. Big facts. Big Big facts. facts. All right. So we gonna move on. Um, so you guys can find me on Instagram at Najuma underscore Krista. That's N-A-J-U-M-A underscore Krista with a K. And they can find you at... I am Zay with three underscores on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow our official podcast page at Zay Something Pod, P-O-D. Zay Something P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter as well. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts so you're the first to know when we drop a new episode. And please, please, please do us a favor and rate and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we enjoy hearing the feedback from the conversationalists. And if you would like to be a guest or you want to seek some advice from moi on Juma's Jewels, uh, you can send us an email at they something pod. That's Z A Y something P O D at iCloud.com. You'll be kept completely anonymous. And again, thank you so much, Juma, for uh, the conversation and getting back to the pod. Thank you, listeners, for listening to this conversation. I hope you know you can find a little nugget of something that'll help you grow. Um, and until next time, keep going and keep growing. Thank you for listening. And scene.